Hey everyone, I'm Renee Bennett. Consider me the girl next door, having conversations that will help challenge and shape your worldview in a culture that has turned our moral compass upside down and inside out. To chat with me further, come join me on social media, girlnextdoor.podcast. No topics are off limits. I'm really glad you're here. Now, on to today's episode. Hello, wonderful people. How are you doing on this fine Friday or whatever day it is that you find yourself listening to Parenthood? Today, important, important topic, we are going to talk nap times, daytime nap times, which I've promised you for a while that I will talk about. And this is important for everyone with a newborn right up until a preschooler, like I'm talking four. So, We've got, I don't even know if I'm going to get everything covered today. We'll see how we go. I'm going to do a little bit about, again, why nap times are important. Then I want to talk about sleep props. Then I'm going to move on to the three keys to good naps. So like I said, you're going to be able to pop something in your pocket. That's a takeaway that's easy peasy. Uh, Then we'll look at how long each nap should be, like we'll break it up into ages for you, and then we'll finish it off with a bit of troubleshooting. How does that sound? We'll see if we get through it all. You might even want to take notes. You might want to listen to this episode more than once. And if you have any questions, uh, come into my DMs on Instagram and come chat with me. Okay, so let's start with uh, why these nap times are important, and let me me make this... um, very important statement of the of the very of the beginning at the beginning I should say nap times and I'm talking day naps they can't be left to chance okay don't leave them to to, to chance we need to um, intentionally train our babies and our toddlers and preschoolers to have good daytime naps okay because optimal sleep is tied to good day nap habits, all right? So your nighttime sleeps are tied to your daytime sleeps and stable sleep patterns are also based on stable hunger patterns, all right? Which is why you will hear me again today talking about that feeding routine, okay? So day naps are linked to night naps and then sleep patterns in general are linked to stable hunger patterns. So it's all related, okay? So I'll say again what I've said before, that healthy sleep patterns are of great benefit to a growing baby and a toddler and a preschooler. And on the flip side, disrupted sleep patterns have a negative effect, okay? So babies and little children that don't have proper sleep can actually end up with fatigue and that plays out in all sorts of ways, fussiness, irritability, lack of focus, poor eating habits. So babies and young children with good day and night sleep patterns obviously display the complete opposite. They're optimally alert. They have good eating patterns. They're not fussy or irritable. So it just goes hand in hand. Okay. So that's just a quick little bit on why sleep daytime patterns are good. Okay. Why our babies need to sleep in the day. Cause often I hear mums say, Oh, you know, my baby doesn't like to sleep in the day that they don't know what's good for them. We do. They need to sleep in the daytime. Okay. But let's unpack that a bit. Let's talk about sleep props for a minute. 
Now, I've talked about this before. Some of you didn't like it that I said, don't rock your baby to sleep. I don't mean don't rock your baby at all. Rock your baby, cuddle your baby, but don't rock them to sleep. So let's just talk about sleep props. I'm not a fan of them. Um, I've said before, if you like sleep props, go knock yourself out with the sleep props, but just keep an eye on what impact that is having on your baby's sleeping habits, okay? Because the aim is that our babies learn to put themselves to sleep, okay? And anything, a sleep prop is anything that we used to try and put baby to sleep or to get them to fall back to sleep if they've woken up, okay? So I'm not a fan of sleep props. Examples are rocking baby to sleep, you know, motion props like a swinging chair, uh, putting white noise in their room, driving them around in the car, um, sleeping with baby is a sleep prop, or even putting them to bed with a bottle. That's another sleep prop. There, there are others as well. So not a fan. The reason is found in what I'm going to talk about next, which are the three keys to good naps. Okay. What are the three keys to good naps? And the first one is how we put them to sleep. Okay. And this is where the sleep props come into it. It's really important how we put our baby and our toddler to sleep. So the key is to put baby to bed when they're drowsy but still awake so that they learn to fall asleep on their own, okay? Which is why I don't like sleep props, okay? Because a sleep prop is us helping them get to sleep rather than the key being put them to bed drowsy but awake because then they learn to fall asleep on their own. And guess what? When they learn to do that, this is the way to facilitate the longest and strongest sleep patterns than if you put them to sleep and then try and quietly carry them to their cot, okay? Because what you're teaching them is that you assist them always to get to sleep. And like I say, think ahead. How long are you going to do that for? When's that going to stop? The best way for a baby to have long and strong sleep is if they learn to put themselves to sleep. Okay. Okay. What is the second key to a good nap? The second key is where we put them to sleep. All right. So my kids always had their naps, their day naps in their cot, in their own room. So don't let them fall to sleep in a bouncer and then just keep them there. All right. We need to establish confident day sleep patterns. So, you know, feed them, cuddle them, rock them, but make sure that when they are about to go to sleep, when you see them starting to get drowsy, but they're still awake, go and put them in their cot, okay? Because that's helping them to establish my bedroom, my cot is my place that I sleep, okay? And that makes for a really good sleeper. Third key to good naps is when we put them to sleep. Okay. So first key is how, okay. How do we put them to sleep? We put them to sleep awake. Second is where, where do we put them to sleep as often as possible in their cot? Sometimes it might be their pram. And third key is when we put them to sleep. I want to park here for a little minute. I've talked about this pattern before on when we put them to sleep. Remember the pattern feed, wake, sleep. 
feed, wake, which when they're older becomes play, sleep. When you have a healthy pattern established in the day with feed, wake, sleep, this helps you to set a healthy day nap pattern as well as a healthy nighttime sleep. And it helps you to know when to put them to sleep. A lot of people just think, oh, I'll, well, I'll just let baby do the lead. I'll just let baby go to sleep when baby wants to go to sleep. No, when do we put them to sleep? In the order of feed time, wake time, then it becomes sleep time. And it really helps you be com- to be confident in how to set up a, a day routine. So they don't just sleep when they want to fall to sleep. And they don't sleep as long as they want to sleep, by the way. We intentionally train them. Okay, so let me give you an example. If you feed baby every three hours, this helps you to know when the sleep time happens. Because you give them a feed, then you give them a wake time, and then it's probably going to leave you about one and a half to two hours for them to nap before their next feed. So let me give you an example with times. If you were to, for example, feed baby at 6.30 in the morning. Now, in reality, they don't wake at the same time every day. But if you follow this pattern, they will start waking at the same time every day. But say you feed them at 6.30 in the morning, okay? That means roughly, roughly, remember, you don't always feed by the clock. But a rough guide is that you'd want to be feeding them in about three hours time, so at about 9.30, So that's going to help guide when they have their next sleep. So you get them up, feed them at 6.30. You know, that might take you half an hour or however long it takes to feed. Try and keep them awake if you can. I know it's very hard when they're newborn, but try and keep them awake till about 7.30. And then you put them down awake And guess what? You know how long they're going to sleep now because the next feed time is at 9.30. So they're going to have about a two-hour sleep. The beautiful thing is with this pattern, the older baby becomes, the longer the wake time can be. And so the sleep time might end up being, you know, an hour and a half, but on average, you know, one and a half to two hours. Okay. So continue this pattern during the day. All right. And if you follow that feed, wake, sleep pattern, eventually your baby is going to fall into their own natural pattern and they're going to start pretty much waking up around the next, the right time for their next feed. And I promise you another amazing thing's going to happen. Baby will start waking up happy also rather than grizzling and crying, which is amazing because then you can, um, you know, say they wake up at, I don't know, quarter past nine but you don't want to feed them just yet. Well, you can get them up and they can just sit happily in their bouncer or whatever until feed time. Oh my gosh. Can you guys hear that? Cameron's vacuuming. I should be saying rejoice. Cameron's vacuuming. He's vacuuming upstairs. (laughs) Anyway, let's keep going. All right. Now, if you're establishing that in the day, that also helps to establish your nighttime sleep. Because remember what I said at the start, daytime sleeps are connected with nighttime sleeps. So the key is wake them up in the day for their sleep times. If they if they stay asleep beyond 9:30, I would gently wake baby so they could have a you know the next feed. But at night time, let them wake naturally for their nighttime feed. Okay? So daytime you try and establish that pattern feed, wake, sleep. If you need to, you wake them for their next feed. But at nighttime you let them go. And what will happen is a good day pattern followed by not waking them at night, they will start to sleep through the night 
any time from about from around 12 weeks of age. Sounds too good to be true, but I promise you. Now, it might take them a bit longer, but on average. Now, the key also that really helps, and I know some of you might have already had a baby, but if you can, start training them loosely in their first four weeks of, of life because this is when they're the most sleepy. So it's kind of easier to try and start with a loose kind of pattern. All right. So let's talk about how long each nap should be. Now, this depends on the age. So let's break up the ages a little bit. And I'm going to give you a bit of an age guide to how many sleeps and how long each sleep should be depending on their age. Okay, let's start with newborn. Newborns will sleep most of the time, uh, like I just said, but try and establish a bit of a, a loose feed wake sleep pattern as best you can. Okay, but don't hold out if they wake up and they're screaming, starving, hungry after one and a half hours. You know, I'm talking about within reason, start to try and have a loose sort of a pattern. Now by one to two months, okay, so four to eight weeks of age, an average nap time, if you start then doing that feed, wake, sleep time, like I gave that example before, an average nap time should be between one and a half to two hours, okay? And that should also be followed by roughly about seven to eight hours of nighttime continuous night sleep. And if you do this pattern in the day, you will find your baby will start to have about seven, six, seven, eight hours of continuous night sleep. Okay, let's go three to five months of age. Now, these naps might vary again from one and a half to two hours in length, but um this is when baby also can start to wake in the middle of a nap time. And I'm going to talk at the end about what to do. Okay. Because around three to five months, they start to become a little bit more alert. So they start to try and kind of wake up at that time in the middle of a sleep. Now they should probably have be having about three naps a day at this age. Okay. When we move towards five months of age, again, Baby should be having in length one and a half to two hour naps, but you will find that they will probably have about two of those a day and then a bit of a cat nap in the afternoon. Okay, so maybe like a 45 minute or an hour cat nap in the afternoon. What should be happening at night by five months? They should be getting a full 12 hours at night. Okay, that should be happening happening naturally if you've given them the, if, if you've established this daytime routine. Okay. This is a rough guide. Don't freak out if your babies aren't doing this. Okay. This is something to work towards. Okay. So we've talked about newborns. We've talked about three to five months. We've talked about five months. Let's hit up six to eight months. Their daytime sleeps will probably decrease a little bit because their wake time is going to start increasing. Okay, but also their feeds are going to get further apart at this age as well. So again, nap times should still be between one and a half to two hours. I'd be aiming for about one and a half hours. Remember by this stage, things are stretching out a bit. How often they feed is stretching out a bit. Wake times are stretching out a bit. Um, and possibly around this age, sorry, I've got pins and needles in my feet, ouch. Um, possibly around this age, you are probably going to start to drop that late afternoon catnap. Okay. So this pattern now of a morning and an afternoon nap with no catnap, unless every baby is different. If you find you've got a really sleepy eight month old, you might want to keep that catnap in. So you drop that catnap when you feel comfortable, when you think baby's ready. 
But this pattern of a morning and an afternoon nap, this is going to continue now until they're about 18 months of age, okay? And about 18 months, what happens is they start to drop that morning nap. You might find the morning nap has become shorter and they just need an afternoon nap, okay? So let's talk 18 months right up until kindy age, so preschool, they should be keeping this afternoon nap or rest time, okay? All preschool age children need an afternoon nap or if they're starting to get a little bit older, like three and a half or four, you might find that they stay awake um, and that it becomes a rest time. Now, in kindy or childcare at the age of three and four, they are going to put your child down for a sleep or a rest. So you're doing them a favor by continuing this pattern at home, all right? Now, your child will not always want to go down for a nap by the time they're three or four. But remember, what a child wants is not always what they need. So I often hear parents say, oh, my child gave up their nap when they were two. No, Remember who the parent is, you are, okay? If that happens, it's not your child that's given up. You've surrendered and allowed them to. Most likely because you thought it would give you peace to not have to battle it out, but instead you're going to end up with a cranky child, okay? So I would be planning for a good one, one and a half hour nap time all the way up until they're about three and a half to four, okay? How do you know that they're ready to drop that afternoon nap? Well, Usually they start to stay awake for the whole time that you put them down, okay? But if they're two and they're doing that, that's pretty young. Um, And I would not be letting them stay up. I would still be encouraging them to fall to sleep. But even if they don't fall to sleep, if you've got a child that's two and a half, three, three and a half, even though I think they still need that sleep up until about the age of three, three and a half, keep them in their bed, okay? But obviously they're transitioning. So what you can do is transition the nap time to become a rest time. So put some rules around them and say, hey, you've got to stay in your bed, but if you don't feel sleepy, if you feel sleepy, go to sleep. But if you don't feel sleepy, give them a couple of books there, okay? And say to them that they can read, read their books, but they need to stay in their bed for an hour, okay? And you're going to find that some days they will sleep and other days they'll stay awake. That means they're transitioning out of that nap time, okay? But I would still make sure that they go down. Now, it's important to establish, and like I said, good habits for kindy. So what I want to finish off, oh, we did get through it all. Amazing. I want to do a little bit of troubleshooting, okay? The first few things is I just want to establish a couple of rules that you need to have. And this doesn't matter what age baby is, whether they're little, whether they're three and a half, whether they're four. Mum, not baby or toddler decides when it's nap time. And mum, not baby or toddler decides when nap time ends. Okay, so if you've got an older child like three or three and a half, um, I never let my kids just get out of bed when they wanted to. So this is when your obedience comes into it. So remember, I always say, go back and listen to the first three episodes on first time obedience. Obedience comes into this bedtime stuff by the time they're a bit older. So my kids were not allowed to get out of bed when they wanted. When Georgia was um, first, and I will do a podcast on transitioning them to a big bed because Georgia was never allowed to get out of her big bed without asking. But I started this habit even in in her cot as well. 
But when she was in a bed and she was like three or three and a half, she couldn't just get out of bed when she wanted. She had to ask me. So she'd be like, mom, can I get out of bed? Or mom, I'm awake. Um, So it's good obedience, all right, for them to have to ask. So just remember, that's good to establish that even if they stay awake, they still need to stay in their bed for a rest time. It also gives you a break. I know how exhausting it is when you've got little ones around you all day. Um, Now, troubleshooting. If baby wakes mid-nap crying, then most often it's because they haven't had sufficient sleep and they're grumpy. And they could have woken for a thousand different reasons. It could be that there was a noise that woke them. It could be a dirty nappy. It could be that they're not well. They could be teething. It could be they got their arm caught in between the slats of their cot. But it also can be a part of their normal sleep pattern. Okay. So at a certain age, we all have sleep patterns when we go into deeper and lighter sleeps during a sleep. Okay. So it's often around the 45 minute mark that a baby will go into a lighter sleep and they can wake up. Now, this combined with the fact that they're becoming more alert, they might start to cry at that stage. Now, a lot of parents make the mistake, oh, it must be end of nap and they go and get the baby up. But remember who establishes end of nap time? Not baby, but you. If they have not slept for a good hour and a half to two hours, then don't get them up at that 45 minute mark. Um, Okay, and this can last for a few weeks, so be persistent on this. So firstly, I would wait a couple of minutes to see if they naturally put themselves back to sleep. If they continue crying, I would go in to check on them for any issue like a dirty nappy or, um, you know, their arm is caught or maybe you did hear a noise and that's what woke them, whatever. Go in, check on them. Don't get them up and just say, okay, time for sleep, night, night, off to sleep. That's what I used to do with my kids just so they'd know, you know, sleep time's not over. So they might fuss and cry for a bit, but they'll go to sleep. And sometimes they can fuss and cry for a good period of time. But I would always um, try and leave my kids as long as I could just to teach them to go back to sleep. Sometimes they didn't. And then they're crying and I'd be thinking, oh my gosh, they're really working themselves up into a state and I'd go and get them. But I tried not to. Now, Another problem that can happen, they get to an age where they learn to stand up in their cot and so they stand there and they start crying for you. Don't go in at that stage. Like maybe, I don't know if you've got a monitor or you could peek in, make sure they're safe, obviously. But um, if if they don't learn to put, they'll eventually learn to pull themselves back down. Like it's easy for them to stand up. It takes a bit more for them to teach themselves to lay themselves back down. But if you go in every time they stand up, then you're going to establish a pattern where they will know all I have to do to get out of bed is to stand up. And so um, you can maybe go, I think sometimes I would go in and lay them back down and say, nope, time for sleep. But eventually if they didn't stop standing up, I would just leave them until they learned to work their way back down and lay back down. So that's a couple of troubleshooting um, issues. If you've got any others, come into my DMs and um, ask me a question and I'll try and help you out. I can't believe how much we got through guys in 25 minutes. That's amazing. You might want to go back and listen again because I feel like I just flooded you with so much information. But generally, the biggest takeaways are that daytime naps are important. 
don't fall into the um, the trap of giving excuses. Oh, well, my baby sleeps really well at night, so it doesn't matter about the day. Daytime naps do matter. Healthy day naps, good day naps help establish good nighttime patterns, which is amazing because some people think, oh, I'll just keep my baby awake in the day and then they're going to sleep at night. It actually doesn't work that way. Um, so good daytime naps help establish nighttime patterns. And then of course, uh, hunger patterns, good stable hunger patterns. So that routine of feed, wake, sleep really helps good sleep patterns as well. But the takeaway is your baby right up until preschool needs nap times, whether it's two of them, three of them, one of them, or rest time. Okay. So remember you're the mum, you're the boss. Remember that little thing I always say to you to repeat to yourself, I'm the dad, I'm the boss. Um, and you know, I know sometimes when my mother-in-law would look after my kids, I would kind of write that pattern down for her. And she was wonderful at, um, it didn't come naturally to her, but she did try really hard. She was very good at trying to stick to it for us. And in the end, she saw the benefit. And so she was a huge advocate of it also. So guys, I hope that's helped. Pass it along to your friends. Um, and like I said, if you've got any questions, come and chat with me. Um, if you are using any sleep props, um, I would be weaning them off. That's probably one of the first things you can do. And then try and work on that feed, wake slash play, sleep. Alrighty, guys, you're amazing. Have a wonderful week and I will see you next week. Bye.